My job is to make them believe they can do anything they want. And once I get them to believe that, boom. That's literally the biggest limitation for anybody learning anything. Ready? <laughs> hey, Elizabeth. Hey, son. Are you ready? I'm ready. So before we start, while we're on video, yeah. I want to get your commitment on something. Oh, whoa, <laughs> Will whoa, you whoa. commit to doing 50 episodes, no matter what? Wow. I mean, you're just going to drop that on me, like, while yeah. we're recording? Yeah. Uh, because, I, like, it doesn't matter what, 50 episodes later, you're like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Fine. All right. So but we're I committed to 50. And it's not for me. This is for you. Because from the, you know how when we brought the podcast back when we we're having the conversation? Yeah. I got a sense from you, the same kind of sense that I get from almost everyone I speak to, which is that feeling of like, there's got to be, there's got to be more to life than this. Like, like there's, I'm yeah. missing something in my life, right? There's something yeah. that's missing in my life. And mm -hmm. I think the way to find that is not to go find it, but to consistently do something for a certain period of time. And then that comes. And I just want to see if this will work for you. <laughs> right? Well, A, thank you for thinking of yeah. me. Um, of course. Man, you know, it's so funny how you and I are sometimes on the same wavelength and it can be, gosh, we didn't talk for like almost a year. Months. Almost a year, yeah. The way we just like, you know, you have those people in your life that are, um, you just connect with, and I consider you one of those people. But it is so weird to me how this is exactly the topic, very similar to the topic that I wanted to talk to you about today. Oh, really? About like, yes, literally, like I did a lot of reflection yesterday and today as we prepared. And I was like, man, you know, I really want to talk about this. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I, I want to, I want a job, but I don't want a job. I want to do something, but I don't actually want to do something. Um, and I don't want to do something I don't really like all that in a very roundabout way to say, I think commitment is something that not that I struggle with. Cause I mean, if I really like something, believe in it, I'll do it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I didn't even want to get married, mm -mm. right? Like, I'm so fearful of, like, these pieces like ever? of paper. Yeah. Like, my plan was to not get married. Michael and I dated for a long time. And I was like, dude, I don't want to get married. We don't need that. Mm, um, yeah. And then, then I realized, like, no, this is my person. I do want to get married. And I do want to have children with him. So it's very similar to, like, what you said. You just commit to something and you see where it goes. Yeah, yeah. And it's almost uh, like a decision that you have to make, I think. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to commit to, I'm going to get married to you and have kids with you, but I am going to commit that we're going to be in a very serious relationship. Mm -hmm. We're going to take that next step. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're going to live together. Mm -hmm. We're going to take this next step of commitment. And then the plan just kind of unfolds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I can see parallels in how things in my life where, okay, I'm just going to take this next step and see what happens. Yeah. Um. So... Again, another roundabout way to get to uh, 
hey man, let's do that. Let's yeah, figure I, that out. I, That's scary to me though. And let's think That's of it scary. as an experiment. Like it, not even like, yeah. you know, like let's just do it, do 50. 50 let's waste 50 hours of our life in the next year <laughs> and see no. what happens I, mean, I think i feel like we should say 52 right like we should do okay, 52 50, so yeah, we have like 50, 52, 52. Yeah. we say we're going to do this for a year yeah. um and and let's see, what, see happens. what happens and i i think like and even if it isn't from like you get fulfillment from the podcast or whatever i think some you'll learn something enough 100%. To know what the next step will be after that. <laughs> yeah. Because the next step, I mean, man, like, F this. Mm-hmm. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. At least you but know I, you I don't want to do it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, it's kind of like, I mean, my personality is like, okay, son, what are we going to talk about today? Yeah. Like, how are we going to plan for this? We need to yeah. plan for all these things. Um, <laughs> and just, like, there is discomfort for me in that I don't really know what the objective is. It's so much easier for me to be like, okay, there's a clear objective and I'm trying to achieve it. It is incredibly uncomfortable to be in a spot where it's like, I don't really know what the objective is, but I love that we've put one, right? The objective right now is that we're just going to do 52 podcasts. Uh, I see what you mean. So you need some sort of object. It doesn't even matter what the objective is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need an objective. Like, what is the goal? Okay. If it's just loose ended, it's too easy to walk away. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's I actually had a girlfriend that um she is a professional organizer. She the COVID happened, so she wasn't able to do that in people's homes, right? And she has a hard time with commitment too, or like struggles in figuring things out. And so what she did was she made a commitment to herself that she was gonna do fifty two, I think it was like fifty two blog posts. Mm-hmm. And she was just going to see what happened. She was like, I'm going to every week, no matter what, I'm putting out a, a blog. And she committed to it. She took a couple of like breaks, like during holidays, but she's committed to it. And, and what's happened is this beautiful, like experience for her where she's found something that she doesn't have to make money at mm-hmm. that she can just like enjoy. And she gets so much fulfillment out of it. And, there was been struggle, I'm sure, in it. But she said that, like, just setting that commitment, no matter what, I'm going to do it for 52 weeks. And now she's well beyond 52 weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, What's that movie about that, the lady with the cookbook? And this woman who, who blogged about her for, like, a year or something like that. And she became famous. And then now there, there's oh, a Oh, I don't know. Oh, fuck. I don't know. It was, was such a great movie. Because it was exactly like that. This girl just decided to blog about. Yeah. All she did was she just followed that woman's recipe. Every day she cooked something from the recipe. And then she blogged about it for a year. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, something like that. I think. Something. Yeah. (coughs) Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like, like this, this keeps both of us committed. Yeah. Like, without being like. I don't really want to do that anymore. Um, and there's something to that. Because, remember, did we talk about that Pastor Moon? You know Pastor Moon? No. <laughs> so Pastor Moon is Who like is this, Moon? this Korean pastor, like in the 70s. What he does is he just marries people. And 
he had this like event in Madison Square Garden where he had. Wait, 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 wait. Tom's t- he just ma- like he doesn't marry them. He like facilitates. Like, yeah, no, he, he, yeah, he, he facilitates. Oh, okay, them. okay. He, like, I heard he that, that as. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's like uh, I can't think of the name, but I thought you were saying he just went out and married. No, 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 no. Like no. married. Okay, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So in so in in like the seventies, he had like three thousand people, like brides and grooms. They, they were all dressed in tuxedos and wedding gowns. They just showed up. And he'd be like, you and you. Boom. You and you. And then he matches them up. And then he, and these 3,000 people got married that day. Now, and he and does that like all know over who the they world. Were, yeah, they, strangers. They didn't know who yeah. they Pastor Moon just assigns them. And these marriages that Pastor Moon does um, have 90-something 90, 90 percent success ratio. After 30 years, like... Like only five percent of them get divorced or something like that, as opposed to the average divorce rate in America wow. is over fifty percent. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So what that tells you is, I mean, and this is like something I feel in my bones because what that's telling me is that it's it's the sheer amount of options is that's driving us crazy. Like the mm-hmm. fact that there are options. <laughs> Because those people, what they're doing is, and and arrange, the reason why arranged marriage works also is because once you, once you throw away the idea of like, okay, okay there is the idea of divorce is out the door, then you no matter mm-hmm. what you try to make it work. Yeah. But as soon as you know that that is out, that option is available, you're not even gonna bother. And relationships are so fucking hard. Like, no matter what, there is no such thing as a soulmate where it's gonna be perfect. Like you have yeah. to make it work and you're not even yeah. going to try if that option is too readily available. Right. And that's like, yeah. And that's, I think the reason why psychological disease, you know, psychological disease are a modern phenomenon. <laughs> they, they happen in like the mm-hmm. last two centuries. And, and that's because we have too many options in our career. Like, I think the reason why people these days are going crazy, like going like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do is because there's too many options where a hundred years ago, if you were a cobbler, your dad was a cobbler, your grandfather was a cobbler, your great-grandfather, and you know your kid's going to be a cobbler, you know, like, right. and they were fucking I'm a cobbler, happy dude. as hell. <laughs> right. Right. No, I mean, I think there's definitely something to that uh, because that, I, for some reason, I'm thinking about the relationship with Michael. Like, that was that's partially why. That was partially the driver early on in our relationship. There's absolutely no way I'm that way now. But like, oh well, there could there are other options. There's the option of me being alone, which is very comfortable. I I know that option really well. Um, <laughs> the option of being with there's there's there could be something better. Um, I totally see how that drives us bonkers, or can yeah. Um, I, I think that's why, like, right, like Tinder is so dangerous, in my opinion, for society, just because yeah. I, I feel like it can cause, like, in the next decade or two, it can cause, like, you know, like, just relationships to be over because people just can't commit, right? How can you commit when there's tens yeah. of thousands of options right in your pocket? <laughs> right there, yeah, exactly. I mean, there's not a whole lot of work that you have to do. Mm-hmm. It's going to move your thumb. That's terrifying. I'm glad I was happily in a relationship before that became an option. Seriously, I wonder what kind of like long-term changes are going to happen 
as a result of the technologies that we've experienced in the last decade, you know? Yeah. Because dating has completely changed. Like night and day. All socialization, I feel like, has changed. Yeah, friendship, relationships, everything. Everything. Like, people that I have no business knowing what's going on in their life, I know way too many details. Um, (laughs) And I, I mean... You know what, like, in complete strangers, I feel like I have a relationship with them. Um, But on the flip side, I feel like we don't have as good of a relationship with the close ones. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? No, exactly. Exactly. Because there's something to that, right? There's something to, (laughs) like, waiting for somebody without the ability to be able to call them on their cell phone. Like, there's something to, like, setting a meeting place and say, hey, let's meet here at this time. Yeah. And both of us having to be committed to that, right? Like, now there's yeah. two, the option of not, oh, just texting, like, oh, no, I can't make it. It's too readily available. <laughs> right. Right. Because you'd be like, oh, they probably already left. I can't just stand them up. I have no way to get in touch with them. Yeah. I- yeah. I think it makes the modern technology makes you less thoughtful. Like I talked about this thing where, um, when you, uh, I talked about it with you. Remember what we were talking about how Apple products are like so great, and how, mm-hmm. how uh, oh no no we talked about how Steve Jobs when he says every should everyone should take a year off and learn how to like learn how to code, or go to law school mm-hmm. because it teaches you how to think. And I feel like we're losing that with modern technology right now. You know what I mean? Like Like learning how to think? Yeah, learning how to think. Like, for example, like looking at a map and like really figuring it out and learning how to think about it, right? Or like the commitment thing I said, like saying we're going to meet here and making sure like being accountable to make sure you're there. Right. What's like another thing? Like the map thing. Oh, here's here's another thing. Spelling. Yeah. Spelling. Like <laughs> spelling mistakes. Like, I used to I remember when I was in high school, I would stay up like there was like a this radio program on on the, on the radio on the FM <laughs> at ten o'clock yeah, at night. Yeah, yeah. That plays my favorite songs. So I would always at ten o'clock at night, I would put a blank cassette tape in there and hit the record and play button yeah. at the same time. Right when they're playing the song, right? Because you know, because yeah. I couldn't afford to buy the CD or whatever, and then and then I had like series of songs like that, right? And mm-hmm. then I would like listen to it over and over to learn how to play guitar, like listen to it. Like now, I just go on Google, and then there's like a tab, like I'll oh, put your finger here, like. And I I think it's just like takes away the ability to think. <laughs> oh yeah, man! I so many things that I don't keep. I don't retain them anymore because I see no value in retaining yeah. them because I know I can always just like look it up. I mean, and I think that's good that we have all those tools available. Yeah. But I think we need some training in the beginning first to of without those to tools. Think. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, you and I had the opportunity to do that. I mean, we're in this yeah, unique yeah, yeah, generation yeah. that has been able to experience. We're so lucky. <laughs> we're so lucky. Um, but we've been able to experience both. 
I'm looking at us. Um, but we, but we truly like truly we we've been able to experience like okay we have to think on our own we have to look things up on our own I mean I remember being taught how to use an encyclopedia like you know, how how outdated what is I remember we bought like one of our first computer computers computers Computer. it had uh in Encarta was that the name of the encyclopedia uh, yeah, I, I don't know that. we had like yeah, six yeah, yeah. CDs with it like the um, yeah. yeah and like you had to buy a new one every year because. The information was outdated, but I, uh, and, but I think about my kids, like how will they get, how will they learn the ability to think without all of these tools? Because even in like the school systems and academically, they're being taught on how to use the tools, um, not necessarily how to think without the uh, tools. I think that's stuff you have to be taught at home. I don't think you can teach that. In, I don't think school teaches that right now, at least. School doesn't yeah. teach you how to critically think. And it, and I think that's the reason why out in the world, when I talk to most people, most people actually don't know how to critic. Most people are just followers. They're not like critical thinkers and leaders of yeah. ideas, right? And that's the reason why that's happening is because school doesn't teach you how to critically. Like, the school system was designed to make pawns right like yeah to make you can, follow yeah so yeah. and yeah so that you have to teach at home because there are people out there mm-hmm. that kind of knows how to critically think but i think it, school didn't teach them that i think they were taught that at home in my opinion yeah no i think you're right um it's a that's a big reason why we chose the monastery schools montessori yeah so. is because they do teach you to like even yeah. my three-year-old, like they're teaching her to to think critically. Like, there's not a ton of guidance. It's very child-led. It's uh, like so, the most important skill, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. For example, I think the reason why I know so like that's why I, I'm like I know we were joking, but we really are the luckiest generation because we literally lived our half of our life without this technology. Uh, yeah. the other half of our life with right so yeah. what ends up happening is right now i think everybody takes google for granted almost everybody who were born into the google culture <laughs> yeah but i take it for granted <laughs> yeah even people that even people forgot I, about it right but I, I specifically remember the first time i saw google the first time i used google where i enter a question into google yeah. and some and a result that I was specifically looking for K-Mop, right? And it was such an amazing feeling because before mm-hmm. that I used Lycos, Expedia, um, InfoSeek, AltaVista, Alta Vista, Yahoo. <laughs> None of these search engines worked, right? No, ask Jeeves. Yeah, ask Jeeves, right? None of these worked. <laughs> and Google came around and you can literally ask a question and it'll give you the exact... And they know what question you're yeah. asking. Yeah. Like, they already know, they've already predicted what question you're asking. Yeah. I mean, back then it didn't, but still, yeah. just the search results were so amazing. And I literally yeah. learned how to code, how to design, how to do marketing, mm-hmm. how, to, how to write copy, how to edit video. Everything I've learned in my life, I learned that way, right? And it started with... It started on that day in 1997... Me sitting in this like crummy office of this place that I was interning in. And somebody said, hey, did you see this? Google, 
this is like the year that Google came out. And yeah. I was like, that moment, literally, I, I remember it like yesterday, that moment changed my life because amazing. now I'm like, holy shit. Like any fucking information, anything I want to know, if I want to make a million dollars, if I want to get the hottest girl in the world, any information I want to know, I can just type it in here. I can learn it. That's, yeah. to me, it was mind-blowing. But now I talk to kids these days, and they so take it for granted. And it's like, and that's the generation difference. Yeah. I'm so lucky I was born, born without that, so I know the value of it. Yeah, I, man, I agree, because I have that same kind of feeling with Google. And, like, I like learning in general. And so I agree with you. Like, it is such a powerful tool that I can I can literally learn whatever I want do I have any kind of question I have a resource at my fingertips I think you're right in that our generation really values that um, I'm just thinking of some of the folks that I interact with that are a little bit younger that it's almost like they don't even think to use it no 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 yeah it's like oh I have this question okay then Google it. Like, have you heard of this thing? Have you heard of this thing called Google? Like, don't ask me the question. Why did you? I don't know the answer. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to Google that shit. Okay. So why don't you Google that shit? It just, it kind of pisses me off. Like, are you, like, are you taking this for granted? Like, literally, I don't know why you're asking me any questions. Because I'm going to go directly to Google. But anyway. Go to this website I, I agree. called LMG. Oh, I'm, let me Google that for you. <laughs> yes, yes. I have sent that to people. How amazing is that? Like That says exactly I, what I want to say without any words. <laughs> son, I can't tell you how many times I have sent that to people. And when they ask me stupid ass questions that I obviously am not going to know. I am like, here you go. The other day, I was watching this video from Gary Vee, where he was saying, somebody was asking him from the audience, like, okay, so if I want to get, um, what was the question? Oh, if I want to get started in NFT, what should I do, right? Like, mm -hmm. I'm a young, you know, and then, and then he's like, like, just, oh, he said, you know, go spend 10 hours or 50 hours, like, studying it, right? And he's like, okay, what? How do I do that? Like, what's the first step? And Kevin is literally like, go to Google. <laughs> what is NFT? Enter. <laughs> like, the fact that he had to tell them his that first step right. is what's ridiculous. <laughs> like, this is how little right. work people are willing to... Like, you want to fucking start a business and you don't know... <laughs> Like, you're definitely not going to succeed in the business because business is all about problem solving, like, right? Like, right. you need to figure out answer to something that you're struggling with. And you, if, so if you can't do that, like, you're not going to figure it out. <clears throat> I know. And I don't want to seem elitist, but I do. I struggle with people that don't, that that's not their, nat like, a question pops in their mind and that their natural inclination oh, I, I isn't, yeah. I'm going to Google it, right? Yeah. Like, I feel like I, I struggle. One of the areas I struggle in is I have a really difficult time in complete seriousness. I have a really difficult time with people when people think differently than I do and that the, and not 
not that I like, I'm not okay with people having different opinions. It's not, it's not that it's like when it absolutely makes no fucking sense. Like what, like, like this Google thing, like you have a question in your head. Oh, I know what you mean. Why are you, why are you not? uh, This is a universal, I believe universally, Mm -hmm. everyone would agree with me Mm -hmm. that it doesn't make sense why you're not Googling it. Mm -hmm. Um, I just really like I struggle so much, and Michael gives me a hard time all the time. That it's is like, elitist. You have though. such. <laughs> What'd you say? That, that is elitist for you to think that because. Oh yes, it's <laughs> there egotist. are a lot That's of people so who, egotistical. There are a lot of people that, first of all, don't even have the intellectual capability to think of that, and then there are a lot of people. Most people actually were never were trained not to do that. So if yeah. you're trained not to do that your whole life. Like, yeah. I know. I still struggle with it though. Yeah. Anytime anyone has like a different uh, view or perspective, if I if it doesn't make logical sense, like for instance, it's seatbelts. Like I'm all good with wearing seatbelts. I think that because that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna save my life. I'm gonna save my kids' life. I'm gonna save all these people's lives. Like yes, there's arguments that maybe they don't save lives out there that people say but whatever universally i believe that seatbelts are great but if someone says something like if someone said to me i don't know i don't think googling is like the first thing that it's a bad example but i don't think googling is like the first thing i would do when i ask a question i think i'd go to an expert first that does not make sense to me one of two things okay one of two things (laughs) First, because I think there's two different reasons why people do that, right? One is some people are just intellectually lazy. And you know how, like, I think they say at Goldman These Sachs. These things you say. What? These things that you say just crack me up. Right. I think people are just intellectually lazy. That's a thing. <laughs> I, I, no, I know. I'm you're not right. the first one to hear that. I've, I've heard that before. But anyway, you know, like when you go to Goldman Sachs, or I, I don't know, what is it? Maybe it was Bill Gates or Warren Buffett or somebody said that when they interview, they ask this mm-hmm. question where like how many gas stations are in, in America, right? And there are two types of people. There, there's people that are like, oh, I have no idea. <laughs> and then there's a second type who's like, okay, there's about this many people living here. There's mm-hmm. this many states. And they'll actually try to actually take a crack at it, right? So yeah. the, the first kind is the intellectually lazy ones. <laughs> and those are the ones that they never hire by the way, these banks. And then the second one is the actually what? Actually try to put some thought into it, right? But most people are the first one, actually. So that is different. The first one, I think, is... There's also another reason why people do that is because they think the learning learning gap, the learning curve is too hot, way too much. The gap is too big for me to... Okay. So, for example, like... You know, I think even you, like when we were working together, were like that. When I try to like teach you something new, it's so impossible for me to get somebody to teach to teach something new, completely new to someone, because they automatically put this big gap between them and that thing. And that's why, like, it's so hard for me to get teach people how to code, edit videos, use Photoshop, or design something. When all of these things actually, to me, are okay. So if I say, hey, I'm going to teach you how to be a great copywriter, 
-hmm. People are going to be like, oh, I, I can do that. But if I say I'm going to teach you how to be a great video editor, be, be a great programmer, be a great designer, people are going to be like, they automatically put a big gap. Mm -hmm. Even though all those things, including copywriting, is the same level of difficulty. <laughs> yeah. And okay, that, so you're saying I didn't that I didn't want to learn it? Like I think in the beginning I was trying to like get you to edit the videos like yourself. And I I think you thought that you couldn't do it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we eventually got there. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Okay, yes. I had Yes, I had definitely had reservations like, oh, man, yeah, but that's, I'm, I'm not going to be able to do Obviously, that. you were not like that person that's not willing to Google. There's a big difference <laughs> there, but it's the same. It's the same kind of feeling yeah. that that person is going. I'm just trying to help you understand. Put yourself in that person's shoe, right? No, it's no, a, no. That that makes sense. Yeah. And I, it feels I, overwhelming. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> Um, it's literally, I think the reason why at Night Out we have so many rock stars is because everybody comes in with that fresh blank canvas and mm -hmm. I literally make, my job is to make them believe they can do anything they want. And once I get them to believe that, boom, <laughs> like the way, like that's literally the biggest limiting belief, like limitation for anybody learning anything. Yeah, it's almost like you just need to break down like what's the next step, like where there's value. So like that that is a huge leap. You take someone who's never edited video in their life, doesn't even know what Photoshop looks like, doesn't even know what show. Let's just take a step further. Doesn't even know what Photoshop is or like what other yeah, whatever like other programs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I was like I have so what, what no is idea the, how to use this. When was the moment when you were like, oh, I can do this? Because there was that moment, okay, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, I don't know exactly, but I think it's like I had a willing teacher. I was set up for success, right? I had a willing teacher that was like, okay, just do these things. Go download this. At least give me like a little bit of direction. Go download this, get this, and this, and you should be good. Yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. It, yeah. It's like I just need like the first – the first – next step like what is that next step and a little bit of guidance because even googling it right you're going to get overwhelmed yeah. it's too many with <laughs> options actually right. it was better this is the best program 10 years ago because when i first yeah. started on google there weren't that many options but right. now the fact that there's over information actually makes it harder to learn yeah it does and so I think what worked well in that scenario was something that big, that massive, that's that completely out of my wheelhouse, no experience whatsoever. Um, there were three things that set me up for success. One, I have a natural appetite for learning, learning. Yeah. something yeah. new and different. Because you and, picked up um, really quickly. I, yeah, I, I like I learned that. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like okay. <laughs> Two, I had a resource at my fingertips that's an expert in this field that's narrowing things down and giving me some guardrails and is also able to kind of teach me in real time like hey you need to start the music a little bit later you need to do you need to do this like the um, guidance, you need to edit yeah. out this part i had a little bit of guidance like of do a little feedback do yeah. a little feedback um and uh, the third, I think, is that I did have, now that the guardrails are 
are in place, now that I have an expert, I can now utilize Google better because I have very specific mm. questions. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see, I see, I see. Right? Like, I, I know exactly, oh, That's how do I'm You're in, absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. I'm in this program because I remember a hundred times I'd be like, I, I, now I know this specific program, the specific problem that I'm trying to solve. So now I can Google it and get I the answer it, yeah. and make progress. And that's actually, that's the part that takes the 50 hours. <laughs> I just saved you 50 hours by going, yes, you, by going, yes. don't even worry about all of these. The only thing you need to not worry about, because here's a software that has mm -hmm. 300 different functionalities. I only want you to worry about these five and yes. ignore these other 295, exactly. right? Now that I told you that, now you can go Google specific things and things like that, but it'll take you 50 hours just to get to that conclusion. <laughs> More than that. Yeah. More than that. And you gave me like examples and things to look at. Yeah. Um, so I had all these great guardrails in place and guidance. And then the Googling was really supplemental yeah, to yeah, those yeah what I believe are the two anchors in that learning. And I think there was um, one more thing. You had a motive to learn. Oh, yes. I did have a clear which motive Which I think is really it. important. It is. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Because, like, I'm not out here. I'm definitely not one of those people that's just like, hmm, you know what? I think I'm going to learn how to golf or, like, <laughs> random shit. I'm not that person. Um, I need motive, interest, um, and capacity to be able to learn. And I really like having a subject matter expert is what I'm thinking. Like, so that's why yoga feels attractive to me. Cause I will have a subject matter matter expert that can mm -mm -mm. guide me and help me learn something that I have a lot of interest in. Uh, when I became a personal trainer. Wow. You're like the opposite kind of, of me in that sense. Cause I, I hate learning from, uh, experts. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, and, and I want to put my own spin on it, but I do like to lean on experts to help me. Um, it helps I mean, uh, supplement. Actually, well, I I'm do, not going to do exactly what they say. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know what you mean. Yeah, I do learn from the experts, but I ignore a lot of what they say. <laughs> you know what? Uh, Michael has a great saying in recovery. It's... Uh, like when you go to people and they share their experience or, you know, in meetings or sponsors, they, they say, uh, take what you can and leave the rest. Mm -mm -mm -mm. And I think I do a lot of that. Love okay, taking okay, okay. what, you know what I mean? And I, and I'm sure you do too. Like yeah. take what you can and I, I take like 5%. You. I leave 95%. Right. <laughs> but you there know, you usually go. what happens and that's fine. is I'm a slow learner. You know, there's people that are like fast learner. I'm actually a slow learner in the sense that um, it takes me a really long time to learn something. But when I do, I really learn it. Do you understand what yeah. I mean? So, for example, yeah, yeah, yeah. like business, I made a lot of business mistakes. And these are all things that experts have told me not to do. But I almost literally need to do it for myself. To figure out the nuances of why. Because when, a, when yeah. somebody says, oh, you need to outsource everything, right? There's nuance to that. No, not always. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, right. and, and I need to learn that for myself by failing and spending the years of experience getting my hands dirty. Then I understand exactly why the concept behind. Then I can actually 
do it. But I can't just take somebody's word for it for some reason. <laughs> uh, no, I can't either. I, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty cynical about that. Like, I don't fully understand why. Unless it's blatant, right? Like, I mean, unless it makes logical sense. Yeah. Yeah. It has to, to like, me, it has to make in, logical sense. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get involved with the cartel. Like, things like that. Yeah. Ozark is on my mind. So, um, <laughs> so, like, these, there are some things that are very black and white. Like, I gotcha. I'm down with that. But I, but I understand, like, let me learn this on my own because there is nuance. Everything's unique. Um, and I don't necessarily believe that it it's 100% true what some people are saying. It's probably true for them in their experience, right? But it may not be true for me, and that's okay. Yeah, that's probably it. Like, um, that's why, like, uh, the... The blanket advice is such a dangerous thing. Mm -hmm. And I think what, like what I'm trying to do, one of the things that I noticed very, very quickly in the last couple months is that how much actually people don't want to think. Like we think that a lot of people want freedom, right? <laughs> we think that we want freedom. We want, um, you know, we want to like have control over our lives and all of that thing. But what I'm starting to realize in the last couple of months is how much people don't want freedom and just want to be told exactly what to do. <laughs> That's what I'm starting. Like, I would do a workshop or I would do a, a, a master class or something like that. And people yeah. would be like, okay, like, what's step one? Right? Like, son, just tell me what to do. <laughs> like, that's what they want. And I'm constantly trying to not tell them the answer. I'm constantly trying to be, get them to critically think about the answer themselves. And come up with their own because yeah. like like we said last week there's no right answer right that's what i'm trying yeah. to do but people just want the answer yes i think there are certain camps in the world of personalities that have extreme comfort in being told exactly what to do so i'm thinking about um someone that we work with well, and well first of all if you were to take have to take a wild guess what percentage do you think that would be? 50. 50 oh, to okay. fifty to 80 percent. Yeah, I would say more like 80. <laughs> I don't know. I, I know that's not for me. I know that's mm. not my personality. And this is like another one of those areas where I've had to like struggle, learn, and accept. So there's someone that we work with. And she and I had this great conversation where... I finally asked her because there was friction, right? Where I would like leave things open-ended mm -mm. and because that's what I would want. I don't want people telling me exactly what to do. Yeah. So I would leave things open-ended and, um, and there would be like either no movement on her end or like, like no progress. Yeah, yeah. And then I would get frustrated. I'm like, yeah. okay, why well, I, I told you you could do whatever, how you could do this, however you wanted. Um, within these constraints, they were loose constraints, but certainly nowhere close to being like step mm -hmm. one, step two, mm -hmm. step three. So we had this conversation where I was like, hey, like, I think I've learned a little bit about your personality. We've worked together for a while. Um, can I just ask something that's on my mind? She's like, yeah, of course. I'm like, would 
would you be more comfortable? And let me preface this by saying neither one of these is right or wrong. Mm -hmm. Like the, this way of thinking is not right or wrong. Mm -hmm. But I was like, would you be more comfortable if like I came in and I just said from eight to nine, I want you to do a B and C and from nine 30 to nine 45, I want you to do, you know, D E and F. She's like, yes. Oh my gosh. That would be so great. And I was like, okay, well that's not going to happen. Cause if, if I spend that much time to like <laughs> write out everything, I might as well just do the things, but here's what I can do. I can like, you know, get, let's figure out the guardrails and make them a little bit more narrow. But what it opened up to me is like some people re like she has extreme comfort and she talked about it. Like it's so much more comfortable when you tell me I want you to work on this and this and this and this between these times. And to me that is suffocating. Like do not tell me all those things. Right. And neither one of those are right or wrong. But that's there are what just I mean. people that have extreme comfort in that. And that people is 80% of the people in the world, in my opinion. You don't know that, Maybe son. <laughs> more. Maybe more. It's, you know how I know I'm, is whenever I go on vacation or I go to some seminar or I go to some event when there's a lot of people, right? And when <laughs> there's no specific direction, right? Because like the ones that are like polished, there'll be specific direction. When you get there, there'll be somebody who'd greet you and they'll be like, okay, now go here and go here. Next step is this. They tell yeah. you exactly what to do, right? When that doesn't yeah. exist and I, I watch people's behaviors, what happens is people just like standing around like, like, like a lost puppy, like not, not knowing what to do until somebody comes and be like, okay, guys, form a line here. And that's... That's because the 80% people are followers. There, it, usually in a group like that, there's one or two people that goes out of their way and be like, hey, you know, does anybody know what's going on? Okay, let's go find this. Like, let, let me go find the guard, guide or whatever, right? There's usually one or two yeah. people like that, but majority of the people don't. They just wait to see what happens. And that... Hey, yeah, you know what? We should... Like, have you seen that... Um, this made me think of that experiment. It was a pretty famous like experiment, experiment where... It was, it was a, it was a social experiment. I can't remember what school did it, but it was fascinating because they put, um, they had someone come in. It was as if they were coming in to do the experiment. Okay. Uh, so they were coming in, they were filling out paperwork and there was a room. It looked like a doctor's office, I think. And there was a bunch of people there and they're all filling out paperwork. And then they start to pump in smoke uh, I know which one door. you mean. I, I know which one you mean. It's, it was in Stanford, I think, and it was like they had the lab coat on, like people with the lab yeah. coat on, like authority figure telling them, "Oh, it's okay. <laughs> There's it, nothing." Wrong. I think eventually, maybe, and like, but the first part that they were like, uh, like they were just seeing if the people would, if because obviously right. they're all actors, and there's one person that that is the one person who doesn't know. And so they're really focused on what that person's going to do. So all the actors know, just sit here. Cause it's not actually a fire. And so like, I remember one lady's like sitting there and she keeps looking around cause she can see this smoke and she sees it starting to fill up the room. She's like looking around, like what is everybody else going to do? And what was fascinating is that they found that most people, the majority of the people, and I, I can't remember the percentage off the top of my head, but you could look that, that experiment up. But most people just sat there because mm -hmm. no one else was getting up. No one else was alarmed. Mm -hmm. I know my personality be like, y'all, there is smoke. 
I'm not hot yet, but there's definitely smoke. So I think I'm going to go ahead and walk out. Yeah. And I advise that y'all walk out too. Mm. Like this doesn't seem right. But but people are, I mean, think about that. Think about how many times you've been in situations where people are just like looking around to see what the other people are mm. doing. How many times you don't raise your hand in a, yeah. in a room when you have a question? Because it's risk. It's, every time you do that, it poses a risk. Like it, it poses a social risk. I'm going to get embarrassed yeah. or I'm going to get, you know, like, yeah. or I'm going to get judged. No, or, no. Yeah. And it's, it's a reason why, like I, the other day I was watching this YouTube video where this guy was saying how he was speaking to a room full of women. And he was talking about how, you know, if you look at the, like all the guys out there, there's about one percent of the guys who approaches every woman they like, mm -hmm. right? And then there's about like bottom twenty or thirty percent who will never, ever, ever approach anyone in their entire life. And then there's that seventy percent who would only approach somebody when the time is right, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. And usually that's one out of thirty times. Okay, so every time like. Every time you're there with your friends, with your group of girlfriends, no, that guy's not approaching you, <laughs> right? Every time you're there with your gay best friend, that guy's not approaching you. Oh, that could be his, that's her boyfriend, right? Every time you're busy on your phone, like, oh, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go, that guy's not approaching you. Oh, she's gonna snap at me. She's gonna think I'm creepy. That's what's happening, right? So, yeah. and, the, and the reason why that's happening is because that one person of the people are the ones that are, that are gonna speak up. When, the, when they see a smoke. The other people yeah. are the ones that are afraid of speaking up because it poses a risk. Oh, she's going to embarrass me in front of everyone, right? Yeah. And we, we live our entire life like that. <laughs> and that's why we're, we're a society of followers. Like, I actually witnessed that in the subway in New York City, this crackhead put a, put a cigarette like in his mouth, right? Didn't light it. And everybody's just looking like, what is he going to do, right? A couple right. of stops pass by, and he actually lights it. And like the entire subway car fills up with smoke, right? Next stop, nobody says anything. Next stop, nobody says anything. And all of a sudden, there's like a guy that comes and's like, hey, you shouldn't be smoking in here. And that's when everybody's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, that's when everyone <laughs> spoke up. But like this happened like right in front of me. <laughs> First of all. Oh, oh, that sounds disgusting. Um, <laughs> but I, but I, but I, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of truth to it, man. Nobody, I mean, just like I'm thinking about meetings and things. I mean, I've done that too, where I haven't spoken up. Like maybe I don't fully understand something or this isn't making sense to me. And it's not a, it's not a clear like wrong. It's just like, just like thinking about myself. Yeah. Oh, no one else is asking a question. I guess that means I'm supposed to yeah. not ask a question either. Yeah. It's not the right um, time or something. <laughs> yeah. It's not the right time or, or, or they're going to think that I'm, uh, that I lack intelligence because I'm asking the, a question. That's a stupid question, quote unquote. Um, and there's just a lot of fear around it. Yeah. <laughs> Every time you have to speak up in front of a group, it's the social, it's the social death that Michael's talking about, right? Every yeah. time you have to speak up in front of a group, 
um, so did you see this other social experiment? Like, uh, what would you do? It, it's like a TV show called What Would You Do or something like that, where uh-huh. it's a restaurant and uh, a waiter is like walking and all of a sudden the waiter like, like on purpose trips and falls, right? And is like injured. And then what they're t- doing is they're trying to see the reaction of the diner that are right next on the t- table right next to where he falls, right? And when there's one person versus two people versus four people versus six versus like a 12, uh, every time you add uh, people, the reaction times gets delayed and delayed. And like when, when it's somebody dining alone and she, he falls right away, immediately he gets up and helps them, right? <laughs> and when it's two people, it takes like up a couple of seconds. Later, oh, like, are you okay? Like that, right? When it's four people, it takes like five seconds. Like not, when it's like, group of people like literally he'll fall and like nobody pays attention for like no, a it's minute. That's fascinating. It's like <laughs> yeah. they look over and they're like, oh, okay. And no. you know how kids do that too, right? Like when it's so, it's, it's so native, it's so within our genes that when a kid falls, they first look at the parents or look at other people and then they either cry or don't cry, right? Like. Yeah. They're looking for a reaction. Exactly. Like we're such social animals that even at that age, like mm-hmm. at a four-year-old, we understand that, you know? Yep. And we learn um, yeah. based on that. And we learn to, that actually that's the moment when we probably start to learn how to build our ego. So from that moment on, when that kid falls and looking for the reaction, right? That's a social validation that they're looking for. Like, am I, mm-hmm. is this bad or is this good, mommy? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And then like, and then from their parents, their teenagers, like as we grow up, the whole time we're adding on these layers of mask, mask after mask. And, oh, like, mom, is that good? Like, and we're just like, and then by the time we're 30, like we layer on all these masks that we're just living a lie the whole, our whole life. <laughs> But at well, that age is what, when it starts, right? Because when you're a six-year-old, you care less about what other people think. But you still do to a point where if you fall, you care if your mom thinks that's good or not, right? And then you yeah. get a little bit older and older. How pathetic yeah, is that? <laughs> is our life like that? Yeah, which is also terrifying knowing how much influence I have over your two small beings. Yeah. <laughs> um. You just yeah. realized that now? <laughs> well, no. I mean, I have that reaction often. Like, oh, how much am I messing them up? Um, at the same time, I think that it, it, it is just part of it. I don't even know if that we're living a lie. Like, we're just living oh, I, I what, see what we've mean. been trained to know, right? Like... I don't know that it, I would say it's a lie. It's just this, like, how we've been molded and sculpted to how we react. Yeah, maybe lie is not the right word. But there's, but there's definitely, definitely a facade. Yeah. Well, it's the ego. Like, we have, yeah. uh, we, have, we have developed an ego over time. And that ego is yeah. technically a lie because that ego is not you. It's just a character you've built up. Like, it's a character that you created over the years that you portray yourself to the public world, right? So do you think there are any benefits to ego at all? 
like I think ego is what makes designs good. Like you know the you know the type of work that like needs really attention to detail, where the last twenty、mm-hmm. percent takes eighty percent of the time. Those kind of work. I actually think ego is what drives those type of like Apple products, right? Those kind of things. Like I think ego is what drives that. But I mean, do are we willing? To, is that worth it? I mean, in my opinion, no. Like, I would rather live in a world without an iPhone, with and zero ego, <laughs> than a world full of ego with an iPhone. <laughs> But I don't think we can eliminate our ego, right? Like, there's no like eradication of that. I mean, if you see like a six-year-old, obviously, six-year-old has a lot less ego than us, right? So, and、yeah. if you see like the Dalai Lama or if you see a monk, they have a lot less ego than us, right? Like, yes, but they、nine. still have it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. It's so. What is that that story about? Like, which which dog would live or whatever the one you feed? The wolf, yeah. The wolf. Okay, I didn't know. Like. I, because I, I think that I know I'm not going to be able to get rid of ego. But what's powerful is that the awareness, knowing it's there. Because if you're trying to like get rid of it, like that's a like yeah, that's your ego. In my opinion,、too. like there's <laughs> no, yeah, there's no flipping way you're getting rid of it. So what? But、We're、what can you do? Just trying to be present, right? Just. Yeah, just being like, okay, is that ego? Is that fear? Is that just being able to like really get in touch with what what you're feeling like and what voice that is, and get to know that voice gives you the power to overcome it.、Um, But I think what's happening is we're going okay. You know, like the during the Roman Empire, like the Greek era, right? That's kind of when this entire idea of like、um, stoicism, right? Like the 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 whole thing with ego and like those were the times when th- that was like flourished, right? That's when everybody was studying that. And then you fast forward all the way to now. Do you feel like as a society, our egos getting stronger or weaker? Oh, it's pretty flipping strong. Yeah, I feel like we're going the wrong direction. Is what I, what I'm saying. Yeah, I and I think. Yeah, but I I don't know that we can. Because there's a lot more individual like. The world is so different, and the external factors are so different, and like. Our need for survival, most of、That's、us,、true. is so different, and. None of us are getting in the gladiator ring anytime <laughs> soon. I hope. Well, I, mean, I, I think I actually think there's a lot of、uh, parallels in the in the during the Roman Empire and now because of that, because things were good back then, right? Like during the Rome, like, and that's why they they were、yeah. able to do gladiator fights and things like that. Those things happen out of abundance, right? Those those things don't happen when you're, you know, struggling、right. to <laughs> survive, right? True. True. So, but but now it's much more in a social context. Yeah, but I think what's、like、happening is happened socially. During that time, the whole the whole stoicism was so popular because of Marcus Aurelius, right? And he was like the most powerful man in the world at that time.
And all these like powerful leaders at that time were studying stoicism and they understood the ego and all of that. Whereas in the, if you look at the leadership now, the world leaders now, it's the opposite. Like the world leaders right now are a bunch of teenagers. They, they act like teenagers, right? With, with the highest egos. <laughs> Whereas in mm-hmm. like compare them to like <laughs> Marcus Aurelius, like that's kind of the type of leaders we need, you know? I mean, yeah, that's what's going to change think, society because it's top. Everything is top down. Um, so you don't think like bot like bottom up is at all possible? <laughs> okay. Bottom up. This is what I think. Like a country. I uh-huh. think. I mean, maybe you're right, right? Because with what's happening with uh, decentralization, blockchains, and things like that. Maybe it will be. I mean, the internet was bottom up, but at some point it became top. Like, internet started out bottom up. It was like the people that you know. But at some point, like the the top people got control of it, and now we're mm-hmm. now we're at a place now. It's, the internet is not the same thing anymore. Maybe that'll happen to the blockchain. I don't know, but I, I you know, that's what usually happens when you look at look what happened to Uber. Like Uber has such a toxic culture until they just replaced the CEO and then it fixed it, right? Like almost every country is going to be like every every business company is always going to be like that because that top person is the one that's influencing the culture of the rest of the like and everybody else is just trying to you know look up to that person. So us as individuals, is it who we put at the top? Like is ego driving? Is fear driving? Like you mean for myself? For for you as a person, because like I said, I don't think we can get rid. I don't believe that we can get rid no. of these things, no. but we can become aware of them, mm-hmm. and that is the point in which we can change who's driving the bus. And I think that a lot of, I think the hands kind of change on the reins for me anyway, of who's driving, like oh, within you. But I have. Yeah, like, I have to, like, stop. I mean, for me, it has to be very intentional. Um, I guess in certain situations, right, where I become really aware of it, um, of, like, okay, what's dr- what's driving what's driving me right now? Who's driving me right now? Is it my fear? Is it my ego? Is it um, some other voice that I've had to externalize. But if you have this ability to like externalize those different parts of you, they become a lot easier to manage versus, Oh, this is me and I'm trying to fight against myself. It's usually like for me, there's triggers. Mm Mm-hmm. It's almost like an addiction, right? Like, like when I used to smoke weed every day, like for me, the trigger was like the clock hitting like 4.30. When I know that like in 30 minutes, I'm going to go, I'm, I'm going to leave, I'm going to go home, you know, I'm gonna, and I'm going to go take a hit, right? Mm-hmm. So, and that was like a trigger. I, I don't feel anything the whole day. The whole day I'm thinking like I'm not going to smoke today. Until 4.30 comes around, and then boom, that trigger happens. And sometimes, like, for example, 
when I when I'm working on a project, and that in that project is another freelance designer or something like that, who's like a you know young newbie who thinks he's a hot shit, and I'll, I'll present a design and blah blah blah, and then this hot shit like has to prove himself <laughs> in front of the group, so he starts he starts tearing my design apart for no reason. Right, or yeah. or some grammar police will come and be like, oh, you missed a period there, or like those kind of things trigger me, right? <laughs> and when I get triggered yeah. like that, that's when I need to be a, super aware. But those things are the ones that also makes it hard for me to think logically, because yeah. then my my logic gets smaller and smaller and smaller when that when that trigger escalates. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, like having, I mean, your ability to know, A, these are the things that cause that visceral reaction. And and B, knowing what, like what's happening when that happens for you is like puts you light years above what I think most people are operating at. Yeah, just knowing. <laughs> like, yeah. Just knowing it is so, and that, that sounds so cliche and like, so, like so much bullshit when someone's like, but don't aware you of think it, that change. Is, uh, yeah, I do because I, I can feel do. it, I can know. I want to make a hierarchy of um, self help advices because I think it'll be really interesting. Because I think if we make a hierarchy of every advice that every self help guru has given over the years, right. I think we can put mm-hmm. it into a hierarchy. <laughs> and what will happen is it'll all lead to this one thing. And and what's going to like, and up here is going to be like something like where there's a will, there's a way, right? Or like, you know, those simple ones that people have been saying for a thousand years, right? And then yeah. boom, boom, layer after layer. Like that's how I think self-help advices work. And I think a lot of this shit is like you said, the cliches are the, cliches are the best advice. Mm-hmm. Usually... When I go through the experiments and I, I have to like actually like make the mistakes and learn, and I look back at the last 10 years and be like, oh, this is the lesson I learned through this, <laughs> through this pain. And I look mm-hmm. back and be like, oh, that's the same, oh, like where there's a will, there's a way. Oh, my dad said that when I was 10 years old. I just wasn't yeah. ready to listen, right? Like, so like you said, like the best advices are the most cliche ones. It's just that are we willing to listen? And yeah. and part of the problem is because people have said it so many times, we don't even try to think about that advice. We're just the advice just goes in one ear out the other immediately because oh cliche. I've heard that a million times. You know? Yeah, and I think um I've heard maybe it maybe it goes in one ear and out the other, but they don't know what the next step is. Like, how do I do that? Right? They don't. I well, mean, they that, don't because I think they... seems overwhelming. Goes back to what we were talking about earlier. What like, if someone says to you, like, we were talking about, like, uh, like learning something new and daunting. Mm-hmm. Like, you can be a graphic designer. Mm-hmm. You can edit video. I think the same feelings happen if not more so when someone's like, Oh, if there's a will, there's a way. Oh, there's uh if you're just aware of it, then you can change it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can just stop using drugs. Like 
they're okay. Well, how? Oh, then they don't know the first most, step. Is what yeah, you're they don't know yeah. what to do. Like, okay, well, how do I? How do I do that? And I think like some of these help self help books, which there's like millions of, just do this. I think even their steps are really uh, like fuzzy. I think it's a, because the the advice. Like, I think it's, okay, so the reason why I, like, got so into storytelling and giving examples is exactly because of that. When I say, oh, there's a way, where there's a will, there's a way, people are going to be like, oh, I get it. But that advice doesn't really apply to me because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I already know that, right? Until I say something mm-hmm. like, you know, when I was... Um, you know, when that, the story of when I was young and my mom made me still stay up till three in the morning and I had yeah. to figure it out. So somehow I figured it out. And that's when I like so. And when I tell that story, people are like, oh, actually, that where there's a will, there's a way that does apply to me. Because right now I mm-hmm. think that I can't grow Instagram, but actually I can. The reason why I think I can't grow Instagram is because I don't have the will. <laughs> like it does apply to you. You just don't know it yet. And by giving an example yeah. and telling a story, I made you see how this advice, this cliche advice does apply to you. You know what I mean? And that's when people go, oh, I never thought of it that way. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I mean, like, but like, what does that mean? Like, then like, what do they do? You know? So I think there is this disconnect between, well, how do I even get the, okay, yes, it applies to me. Okay. Now we made that connection. I believe that. Okay, son. Now what do I do? Right? Like, um, and, and that's why people are like, okay, how, okay. So now how do I, how do I do it? I believe it. Okay. I believe that I have the will to do it, but how do I do it? That's the hardest part. Um, that's yeah. like, that's like people know that if they, uh, you know, stop eating ice cream and start going to the gym, that they're going to lose that belly fat. But that, how do I do it? You just do it. You just like, you, t- you don't want to do it. That's the, like, in everything but I think that there's I a do. clear next step there. I think there's that's a clear next step. I got to stop eating the ice cream. But I don't think that that's what's stopping them there, though. I think usually what happens when I try to teach somebody some an idea, right? Like when I try to get them uh-huh. to code, when I try to get them to grow Instagram, or when I try to get them to learn how to design or whatever it is, first thing I need to do is I need to get them to say, oh, I never thought of it that way. So that it, they'll even see the reason why they should be doing it in the first place. And once they have that desire and that, like, they're inspired, then the next thing is, like, are they actually going to do it? And I think that's where... So the motive. Yeah, the motive comes first. They have the motive. And then the discipline comes next. Like, I think the reason why, like, like 90% of people out there don't even come even close to being successful is because they don't even... They never even had that aha moment in their life. They're just like... They're just in that with their horse blinds, they're living life, right? And they're they're just yeah. that pawns in the pawns in the game. They don't even know that they're just being played <laughs> their whole life, right? And then there's the nine percent of the world who did have that enlightenment and say, okay, I'm just being played here. I need to do something about it. I like like they did get that motive and they said, oh, I can actually I can grow Instagram. I can lose weight. I can get a six pack. I can build a successful business. Now they know that. Mm-hmm. And then the 1% is the ones that actually has the discipline to know it 
and actually follow through. No? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. I think they will follow through. I think they just don't know what steps to take. Like, and then I think the third element is like, okay, now what well, do for I the do? Guy, for the person who, okay, the person who just needs to stop eating junk food and go to the gym, what, how do they not know what the next step is? <laughs> I think that's different. I think that they, they do. They know, that, okay, this is the next step, which is why I was saying, like, okay, I stop eating this. So now it's no, about No, I think discipline. for you, right? When you're saying, the, by the time you figure out, like, okay, I actually can edit these videos, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that was the moment when you realized that. Like, okay, that's the moment when you went from the 90% to the 10%. Because now you realize that you can do it, right? And you know the steps on how to do it. And the next is, are you actually going to do it? And that's where I think the last 90% of people fail. Yes, because motivation and like, Discipline I think you're right. Yeah. Like, yes, they're different. And I think that, like, I'm thinking about working out specifically because there was a trainer who was talking about this. They were like, motivation isn't what gets me on this treadmill most days. What gets me on the treadmill is discipline. Like, I'm not motivated every day I come in here. And that's how I feel, too, like, about a lot of things. I'm not motivated to go get my kids or to wake up at three o'clock in the mm -hmm. morning so that I can get a workout. Like, but I have the discipline to do it. Um, For I example, right. If I wasn't forced to go to class every day because I'm going to get, I'm going to fail and my parents are going to beat the crap out of me. If I do, <laughs> if, if that wasn't there, I probably would have never graduated high school. Because mm -hmm. there was not a single day when I wanted to go, wake up and go to school. <laughs> right. Do you know what I mean? But when I look back yeah. and I look at, I'm like, oh my gosh, like at graduation day, you look back, for like, look at your yearbook and look at all the achievements that you've done. Like the, the biggest achievements that you've ever achieved in your entire life happen not because you were motivated, but because you were forced to do something because you had to do it. And you did. You had to do something for a long enough time, and that became something. Yeah, but I, I still, I don't know. I still think there's a difference between there was a clear step, like you had to get up, you had to go to school, or there were going to be negative consequences. But I'm thinking about like people who've done your workshop, right? Mm -hmm. And they're looking for you to tell them exactly what to do. Like they. Yeah, don't I think know those are the, the people that haven't. I think those are the people that haven't even got to do that step yet like okay. that's the first step they need to get to is to because right now they don't they don't know the first step that's why they think there's a huge gap it's even i can't even do it it's impossible because i don't even know the first step but once you do know the first step like you know once you get to that point then that's that's when they're like okay son i don't need you to tell me the first step like i know what i need to do now and mm -hmm. that's when they become confident now now they went from the 90% to the 10% mark, okay? Because now they believe they can do it. They know exactly what steps to take. And then the rest is, are, are you actually going to do it? <laughs> are you actually going to yeah. post every day? Like, you know that if you post every day, now you oh, know. Okay, okay, okay. You believe it for a fact okay. that it's going to work. Are you actually going to do it? Now you know that you okay. can learn editing. You can become the best editor in the world if you want to. 
are you going to continue to edit every week for the next three years? That's where most people fail. That's where the last yes, 90% that is, fail. Yeah, I agree with you on that then. Mm. Yeah, but the first like 90% the don't even ever get to the point where they're like, what's the first 90% is the people that are like, what's the first step? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, that leads me to like, what the heck are we doing, son? What do you mean? What, what are what we do do, like? I mean, what, like this what podcast? space are we? Yeah. Like what are, what are we doing? Like what, where are we right now? With the podcast? Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> what, but why do we need to know? I don't know. I think it's scary for me not to know. Um, not that that's wrong. I, I mean, I think it's uncomfortable, but I'm like, okay, are we, what, we're like, when I think about that spectrum, I guess mm -hmm. we've taken the first step and now we're in that discipline part. So what we know is that we're going to show up and do. Yeah. I, wh episodes. What I know for a fact that is by doing a podcast, it's definitely going to make us better. Yeah. <laughs> that I know for sure. All right. The reason why is because I think for me, when I watch my old episodes, yeah. like I realize how I became a better person because I, 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 I watch, I see my flaws when I watch my videos. Like, oh, actually, Elizabeth was trying to say this there, but I totally blocked her out or I wasn't listening or, you know, I was like, I think I think I misunderstood her there. I mean, we talked about it. When I rewatch it, I can see that, right? And mm -hmm. that automatically makes me a better person. It makes me a better person because majority of the time when I'm ranting, sometimes these are the moments when a new idea comes to me, something I've never thought about, right? Mm. Or, or I put two or three words together that I've never done in a certain way that explains this whole thing in a much clearer way. Or, and it's because during conversation, what's happening is my brain level, my brain, uh, let's say capacity, I'm, I, I haven't turned it to the max because right now live, I'm trying to, <laughs> you know, get my thoughts out to you. Right. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm working, my brain's working at maximum capacity. So my, there's some crazy shit going on in here right now. That's like t taking everything that I've ever known in my entire life and puzzling it together and putting it like connecting and connecting the dots and and this is where the best ideas comes for me usually so i know for a fact that i do this long enough it's going to be better beneficial for me and i 100 percent think it's going to be beneficial for you what i don't know is how that'll manifest itself do you know right. what i mean yep no and, and i think that's okay yeah like, <laughs> that that makes sense um and I, yeah we'll see i'm just like <laughs> wow okay so we're we're it's sinking in we've committed to this and yeah. I, but i was curious like okay where are we falling on that spectrum and i think that we have shifted into the yeah. right now we just have to show up and do it yeah and and, and just happens. um and this is how i try to look at content too is i think we should just try different things like for example Maybe next week we can try, um, like, like I suggested, maybe we each come up with like three to five topics mm -hmm. and talk about it. Um, 
and topics wise like and it's because i i saw this from the i don't know if i told you about the ben and charlie podcast these are the guys mm-hmm. from charisma and command and that's how they do it so each week they bring up current affair topics current like things that are going on right now so they're like oh elon musk just bought twitter what do you think of that you know okay and then, okay and then you know things like that yeah so i think that because right, that's interesting because i think people for me people do ask me like what do you think of elon musk what do you think of this what do you think of this what do you think of uh, are you religious or are you not like so i think that people do want to hear our thoughts and probably <laughs> rip them apart yeah and I don't, and some of these things I don't even know what my thoughts are, what my opinions are. I know, like I, that's how I feel about all things. I'm like, oh, I don't know. But um, maybe we'll discover it through this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> and we'll discover how people disagree with us. Just terrifying. Well, um, how do you feel? Cool, man. Good. We I did think it. we can wrap wrap up this one here we can yeah put this in the can say <laughs> signed Oops. sealed delivered, delivered. <laughs> we need like a little uh we need like a sound effect yeah yeah like okay we're gonna add we're at the end you see like i added the new intro now that we have the new intro now we're gonna add yeah that was cool a new introduction new ending new yeah yeah, I'd be yeah. curious what people uh, think. Do, like, do, have you announced that you're redoing? No. Oh, I guess you have because you've been showing I mean, them, yeah. right? I, mean, I, I don't really like making big announcements because, like, uh, um, you know, if I make big announcement and something doesn't work work out, it's just I just feel pathetic. And also, like, uh, you know, making announcements, actually, I don't know if you heard this from, like, the Atomic Habit, but... You know, when you buy a book, order a book from Amazon, or you register for a course, that alone gives you a sense of uh, accomplishment, a dopamine hit, that is, you're yeah. less likely to actually read that book because you feel like you've already done something. And the same thing happens when you make pre-announcements. You know how mm-hmm. people do that? Oh, something exciting mm-hmm. is in the works. <laughs> Look for like When they do that, they already feel like sense of accomplishment by announcing that that they don't actually focus on the thing. <laughs> so what I do well, is I, I I focus on my thing, I make it polished, I make it perfect without announcing it. I just do it silently. And and people are yeah. like like my membership right now, right? Like people are, but a lot of people don't even know about my membership right now. But I want to get it to a point where it's polished, it's really great. It's yeah. going to blow them away and then make the big announcement. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No, no, no. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. All right. Well, we'll get we'll get our uh, our intro or wait, not intro, outro, outro. sound yeah. effect. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll get we'll get better at it. And I'm having fun. <laughs> I'm loving it. Yeah, me too. I love talking to you. Yeah. I love talking to you. I'm just amazed that people want to listen to this. Not me too, but I, wow. I'm amazed that. I'm amazed at a lot of things, right? I'm amazed that people actually want to hear me talk. I'm amazed that people want me to teach them. I'm amazed that people are willing to pay me to make them a website. Amazing. <laughs> I'm amazed that like 
that Gigi actually likes me. Like, <laughs> I, I'm amazed at a lot of things about me. You know what I mean? Like, no, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm amazed by a lot of things about me. You need to. I, I feel like we need that little clip. I'm I'm amazed um, at how I'm amazed that anybody can possibly like me. Like, oh, but it's but they do so. Son, yeah, <laughs> like you're extremely likable. What the heck? That makes, that makes me sad. Yeah, yes, son. You're like a words of affirmation. No, no, but I, that's how I used to feel my whole life, right? When yeah. when I got my first girlfriend, I'm like, before I got my first girlfriend, I'm like, nobody will ever like me. Why would anyone like me until I get my first girlfriend? And that, you know, like, it's always like, why would anybody pay me to make them a website until somebody pays me to make a website, right? And right. <laughs> Some pretty big deal people pay <laughs> to, to make them a website. Yeah. But that's yeah. how I feel right now. Like, why would anybody want to listen to this podcast until it gets a million downloads? So then I'm going to be like, oh. <laughs> I know. I, I'm truly amazed. But we'll see. Yeah. I mean, you have a lot more followers than when we first started this. So. Yeah. And I'm going really heavy. And I'm going to, like cut up this podcast and post it on everywhere, YouTube, LinkedIn, everywhere. So I'm actually going right. to focus on growing the podcast <laughs> this time. <laughs> well, hey, I'm just here for the ride, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, enjoy the ride. <laughs> enjoy the ride and we'll see what happens. But 50. Thank you, son. 52. Well, okay, we'll, we'll count the first two. So we oh, yeah. the one last week, the one this we week. Two in the can. So now we've got 50 yeah. more. We have to knock out. We'll celebrate it. Yes, we better. No matter how it ends, like no matter what it's like when we get it fifty-two, like we will, uh, we'll celebrate this time next year. We'll do. Maybe we'll do like an in-person one, live audience. (gasps) How awesome would that be? (laughs) We're gonna visualize it. I can see it now. It's got to be in Nashville. New York City is too cliche. Oh yeah, definitely Nashville. Put I'm it on your vision board. <laughs> yep. I'm going to like, that's what I'm going to do. I, mean, I think that's what I'm doing here. I'm going to make like a board. I like that room. I don't know why, why you thought. Oh, there's nothing really back. This is like my little, it's an extra bedroom. And so it's like kind of where I can put all yeah. my stuff and just. Do my sanctuary. Yoga, chill. Yeah. Yeah. Away from the kids and have a place that's <laughs> chill. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you again next week. Sounds good. Cheers. Bye. Bye.